Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome along to the Wiseman Say podcast. Been off for a couple of weeks now because of the international break, but we're back to talk about disappointing 1-0 defeat the Spurs. I've got a couple of guests with us. Paul Dobson, a.k.a. Sobs, with us in the studio. Encouraging, but disappointing at the same time. Sobs. Exactly. It was uh, it was tough to take, but at the, you know, I don't think everybody came away deeply, deeply disappointed with the performance at all, and you couldn't single out a player who had a bad game, really. Mm. Tom Lynn's with us as well. Uh, mood in the pubs were alright afterwards, Tom. Not that I've seen you, but I'm guessing you went to the pub after the game. Yeah, we did. And, uh, yeah, the general consensus was uh, was quite positive. Um you know, as as was the you know the crowd's reaction when the teams came off at the end after a defeat, but uh, it's just worrying out. You know, our home record is almost becoming a psychological problem now. Mm. I think it's about four wins in the last twenty five. So, yes, it was encouraging, but we really do you know need to start trying trying winning a few games. Yeah, and you just mentioned psychological problem there, Gareth. It's important. That's relevant, isn't it? Because the longer you come to me, you're well, psychological <laughs> problem. No, but what I mean is, it's a good point. Tom's just sort of cutting it down, narrowing it down to the home games, but. Overall, the season, the longer you go without a win in the league, it becomes a psychological problem, doesn't matter how good you are. I think um, <clears throat> when you look at, you know, after the goal went in, the heads dropped, um, and probably because it feels or maybe, I mean, when we play badly, we don't really seem to get much in the way of luck, we just get pumped. And then when we play well, we don't really seem to get the break and get beat. So I think it's just, you know, over time, when it keeps happening to you. I think when that goal went in, I think they did actually come back into it a little bit. I think they had a, a little bit of a goal, but I think they'd run out of steam before the before they conceded. And also, you know, I, I don't want to criticise supporters too much, but a lot of people sort of got up and walked out after that first one went in. They just think, oh, they've given everything there. Like, they've given everything the game. It's not like the Norwich game or the Palace game or whatever, where they've chucked it in. You know they've given everything, and I think you'd order, order them maybe a little bit to to stay for the last ten minutes and back them to try and like roll them onto that. I think a lot of them who went after that goal that have gone whatever the result yeah. anyway, because they've they've got to beat the traffic and stuff. And that like is that, important. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point, Sobs. <laughs> I thought the crowd were good. As Jeff no, no, they were. They were good. I'm not, good, I'm yeah. not uh, I don't want to like come across like I'm slagging the spores off, but yeah. it just was a bit. Disappointing. I thought that everything, everything seemed to just that goal went in. It was like, oh well, that's that then, right? Bye. We'll go I mean, on everybody knows the, the situation. You just said it yourself. Yeah. I, I agree yeah. with your sentiments, but I think there's also a weariness among a lot of fans now. Yeah, you know yeah. that yes, we played well, but we, you know, we were losing. I know there was you know a good proportion of the time left, and like you say, we were playing well, and we all stayed, etc. But uh, there, you know, there's a certain element there who were, who were just weary with sort of failure. I no, think. no, I, don't, I, think I agree. Yeah. I mean, before we get on to individual performances, because there are a few interesting things to discuss, I think, on that front tonight. If the problem was the players not being fit, we've just all said off air there that um, the manager's come under criticism for his substitutions in a way. 
we know they all needed to be made because of players who were, who were taken off, were dead on the feet almost. Is there criticism of who went on or, or the timings of the substitutions? I think possibly could have made it a little earlier in the case of, uh, I mean, Toivon, he looked pooped after about an, an hour or so. I you know, Gomez you and Brainy both looked knackered after half an hour. Gomez well. always looks knackered, to be <laughs> fair, but it's not as if he run. It was a big surprise him starting because he's always back in training where he's nowhere near fit, and then yeah. he started and he, he he did what he always does. Like He doesn't sprint about the place, he sprays a few very good passes about, and that's Is the his game. Is more for that selection then? Because although you no, know, but Gomez might fit in the system, if we're saying he's not fit to play, you've got fit midfielders there. Well, if you, you, know, you say, right, I'm going to play him, I'll give him an hour, and he was certainly okay for that amount of time, but after that, did the people who come on make a huge difference? Of course, Watmore didn't get much of a run at all when he came on. It just didn't seem to break for him yesterday. Mm. And, you know, Catamol, you know, well, it's, he's not a guy to come in to try and win you a game. If you've got your backs to your wall and defending a 1-0 win, quarter of an hour bring Catamol on as an extra defensive midfielder, then fair enough. But I'm not sure I would ever put Catamol on as a sub, just because he takes so long. Well, to, when a game is fully stretched and all last that. Last time I mean, we played Spurs at home, he came on as a sub and I... I got up to walk out, I got about six seats away and changed my mind because he's not the guy who's going to win you a game from mm. that, that position. I mean, I was saying to you, Tom, as well, uh, before we came on, if, if I had a choice of Lee Catamol and Seb Larson to start a game for Sunderland, I would go for Lee Catamol every single time. If I was going to make a choice for one of those guys to come on as a, as a substitute, it would be Seb Larson every time for me. Yeah, I think I would have, it's easy in hindsight, but probably just made a couple of substitutions around that time um, and Larson would have definitely been one of them just for his energy levels. I think that... Uh, Advocar's sort of gone public, hasn't he, over the last week or so, uh, almost complaining about how many players aren't up to you know match fitness. Kabul didn't sort of play a lot of football before he came. MV hasn't played a lot, um, and then there's you know guys who've come in quite late in the window who, who haven't been playing a lot of some coming back from injury. So there is that excuse, but it's something that you know happens at all football clubs. So. You know, to repeat myself, but we just really need to start winning games because when the fixtures came out on the 14th of June, everybody said that you know we had the chance to get a you know a really good uh, start of the season. It just hasn't happened. We've like taken two points out of 15, and it's just putting us in the mire again. You know, we're going to be barring a miracle, we're going to be fighting all the way at the end. Hopefully, we'll come through it, but uh, we need to start doing it soon. I think that the first two games because they were so bad means that. The decent performance against Swansea, the decent performance against Villa, and the good performance against Spurs, you know, don't really count for as much as they should because you you're playing catch up psychologically and you're playing catch up psychologically and any points really after those games because a lot of question marks are raised over the squad like immediately after that first two those first two games because it was such a a disaster. But you know, you look at that game yesterday and. There's definitely a team. There's definitely a team there now. They've got all those players in, and <clears throat> after the windows closed, um, and and that front four looked great. I thought, like, I mean, Jafar up front on his own. I was really surprised when he went through there at kick off, but he he did really well. I mean, he he held it. He was strong. Like I've not seen him do that before when he's played through the middle for looked us. Looked like so. a player proving a point almost. Yeah, didn't he? he did. But I mean, the one he, that he hit the post with, he's. I mean, yes, he should have scored really. But what yeah. a brilliant! It was it? It was Lens, wasn't it? Who yeah. put the ball through? I mean, when's the last time 
I can't remember like when we had a player who passed a, a, did a through ball to somebody and put someone clean through on goal. And Defoe did well initially as well to haul off the defender as well and, and, get him, and accelerate away from him and put himself in a position. You could see why he was setting himself up for. Yeah, and as soon as that left his foot, I thought that was in. Yeah, yeah. It did. He, well, he could have gone one or two away. He could have clipped it to the, to the right-hand side of, as he looked at the goal or goal. The other. He chose the latter option, unfortunately. Yeah. We were half an inch one way, and their goal was half an inch the other, and went in. I think to counteract the, uh, you, you know, the, the sort of criticism of players who aren't up to fitness yet. I think the other thing that's got to be said is that the players that have come in recently, in most cases, are of a different level to what we've been mm. used to watching. And once they get themselves fit and, you know, start to really know how each other plays outside of training, because you know there's nothing like the match game to, to get them up to speed. Um, I, I think we, you know, we, we will come good, but we just need to start doing it quickly. Certainly do. Gareth, after weeks and weeks, it seems like anyway, it's probably just two weeks of uh, this debate about Barini and Defoe. You just mentioned there, Defoe mm. got the nod up front uh, after the implications before that were that Barini would be that guy. But you could see why again, couldn't we? We did see, you know, although we did predict that we thought Defoe would play on the left or out wide still. You can see why with Barini's work rate straight away, can't you? Yeah, um, definitely. And I think another factor there is maybe he's had a look at Tyvenen and thought, well, his nat- like you were saying, Stephen, his natural position is to to position himself high up the pitch in that mm. midfield. So Defoe's not probably as isolated when he's got Toivon near him. So he's just got, on set plays from deep, he's, he's got somebody, so from goal kicks and deep free kicks, he's got somebody who's going to get around him straight away and possibly mm. win flick-ons because he's a, he's a big lad, isn't he, Toivon? And so, I mean, maybe that was in his thinking. Maybe he thought, well, if I can, if I can make those two work... At times, then mm. he said he said similar, hasn't he? After after, <clears throat> after the game, but I, I think it's a re- it's possibly one of the most relevant signings we've made in years, Tyvenham, because the shape of side as we we said it after the Villa game, and we were just basing that on half a game. Mm. But after watching him against Spurs as well, the whole side is ten yards further forward, yeah. and that's yeah. down to where he positions it's, himself. He's not a guy I'd seen a great deal of. In fact, we came on, you know, saw him at Villa. We thought, he's a big, he's a big fella, isn't mm. he? And all the ladies fainted and that sort of <laughs> with him. And, but he's he puts himself about not in a nasty state. Advocar says he's got a nasty side. He doesn't play like a nasty player, but he's not frightened to knock people mm. about. And I've never seen a midfielder win as many headers for us since Gordon Abner. He used to stand on the left. Mm. You know, he, he, he get and he puts them in good places as well. So he does look like a very good acquisition. Mm. And if he's playing high up there, then Rodwell can learn from watching him. And it, you know, the, as could have happened yesterday, like for like substitution, because mm-hmm. he's a big lad as well. And he he does need to stick his head in a little bit more. Yeah, but he, you know, he's got the potential to, mm. to make a big impact. But up if, there. I mean, it feels like we've been pinned back. For years, Tom, and, and, and yeah. playing so deep, since certainly since O'Neill was here, and I just feel like, and I don't want to get carried away after like a game and a half, but it just feels like we're, we're almost free from that now. Yeah, the I way think you, you mean, advocate said out said now that he's come out and that whole midfield players sort of been made redundant, and he's changing for an attack on midfield. Mm-hmm. He's obviously you know stays loyal to his principles because most people who've um, taken an interest in his career said that he you know for a long time now he's gone with four three three and his philosophy is that he prefers to like attack teams get his teams further up the pitch rather than you know what we've been watching under the previous manager I'm not saying the results are any better at the moment but you know the previous manager had a totally different philosophy where it was like not to concede and against certain teams if it would score it was like a like a bonus you know but I thought that you could just tell the crowd got into it straight away yesterday people you know for whatever people say about football fans most of them aren't daft and you could tell the vibe around the ground. Could you could see that there's some decent players on show and that we're playing a lot better. Intensity sometimes it's all it takes, isn't it? Yeah. When we oh, say yeah. a lot of people are critical of the Sunderland fans, and you just say it. But yeah. you know, yesterday was proof we lost, but there wasn't a. Yeah. 
I think the first, mass exodus or anything. If you look at that first half performance from 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 going forward, I mean, I know we ultimately we lost the game over the the course of ninety minutes, but it was in, it was enjoyable to watch it. You know, you probably go back to maybe trying to think a team that has, has looked as decent going forward. Probably when O'Neill first came, and you had uh, Sessegnon and um, and McLean and and. Uh, Bentner and, and people like that and then before that maybe when you had Welbeck and Jan mm-hmm. and Bent yeah. playing around each other so yeah. um, you know I think I think definitely there's a lot there's a lot to be positive about there I thought I thought, really thought like at half time like I mean we were playing Spurs as well I mean let's not forget that yeah Spurs have had a bit of a shaky start but they've got some like class players and mm-hmm. I thought we'd, you know first half were the better team by stretching then Second half, it just went a bit. The game just like went a bit scrappy, and mm. it just it didn't really. It just it it just didn't look like we could get back into what we were sort of not pinned in our half, but it was just like we couldn't really get pat the play going, and it got a little bit sloppy. And I think as Toivonen got tired, and I think you know Lent, I thought Lent was excellent in the first half, and then second half he just kind of went. Were a people bit. surprised he changed Lent and Barini over for the second half? Because Lenz started on the right first half, came out in the second half, but was on the left, wasn't yeah, he? he was, and Barini yeah. was on the right. Were people surprised at that change? Because the front three seemed to be working first it half. Be, but then there's, there's not like putting your opposition on the back foot with a little bit of a, a curveball like yeah. that. You know, you got your full backs might be starting to work them out, and then I'll swap over who I've got now. And he he had his moments in the second half, Lenz, yeah. and he's, he's still, as, as you were saying, mm. he's, a, he's a very exciting player yeah. to watch. Yeah. He, he gets the ball in what looks like a hopeless position, and it's. <clears throat> In a slightly different way that Alan Johnson used to do, yeah. suddenly he's passed mm-hmm. the man, yeah. and he's looking to play the ball in towards the box. He was unlucky at the end of that first half, when he, where he like when he when he got up against one on one. That's what you feel. That that's something we haven't had for a long time as well. Where you get a player who's one on one with a fullback, and you mm-hmm. you think fancy him like fifty percent of the time. You think he's gonna he's yeah. gonna win that battle, and we haven't had that. And he was really unlucky. I thought in the first half, I think yeah. it was D who got it in was, and did yeah. that class tackle. I think at one stage when they were making the substitutions in the second half, he, he looked as likely as anybody to, yeah. to be brought off because he just looked as though he'd gone. And then to give him his due, the last sort of five minutes yeah. injury time, he went on a couple of like really good runs yeah, towards North Stand, so he, he, yeah. he came out of it again. He does seem to do that. He, yeah, he, he does, does an hour where he looks really fit yeah. and then he looks knackered. And then a quarter of an yeah. hour later, he gets a second wind and he yeah. seems to whether something yeah. in the match positive happens to wake him up and he thinks, mm. right, I'm off again. He could still, like, what he, he, at the moment, he could still. I think sometimes like he's a bit lazy getting back onside. He keeps on getting caught offside. Like mm. whether you were able to clear it out, and then he comes back from an offside position, picks it up, and he's offside and stuff. It happens a bit frequently. Maybe he'll just come with in time. But like I'm, I'm, I think he's like looks like a really. He, I mean, he looks like a really good player, doesn't he? It's, mm. We've he got, got some players in there who look yeah. good, like good players. I mean, the three front players certainly look like there's a, there's potential for those to work together and in a change. And you yeah. can't see that front three being changed. No. In the foreseeable future, kind of front forward, Toyman, and I would yeah. argue we'd probably say yeah. he's a I mean, that forward. Johnson might come back into, into the running, but he might be looking at a more <clears> a central role now, possibly. I was thinking because he looked assigned Downing in that role, didn't he? And he then did. it could just be that he didn't have an alternative position for him, so that would be an interesting one. Obviously, that'll come in a few weeks, but it's it's, it's exciting to think they can work on it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think Envir as well in there gives means that it it, allow, it allows us to play a certain way because he's so good. <clears throat> um, he allows Toivon Toivon to play higher. Mm-hmm. It's it's. I wouldn't say Toivon is a luxury, but he, he he does. He's not like a comp. He's not compact in that midfield. He's like kind of drifting forward. But Mv is so good. He 
it just he, he seems to cover so much ground. He seems to, he just reads the game. He's, I mean, I mean for a free transfer. I mean, I, I, or sorry, a, a loan. I mean, I hope there's a permanent clause in there because. The, the, the say with a view to a permanent signer, but I don't know what. I, I, I don't know. Understand I don't know if there's a clause the in there. Years, I think. Much. I mean, I, I don't know, but I would imagine people looking at these sort of career history over the last few years maybe think that they don't want to commit, and maybe if, you know if he keeps on playing like he's playing over the next few months, and they think he's acting like a good pro, that they'll they'll probably try mm. and do something permanently, but. Your dilemma, on the other hand, is if he's playing really well, we don't pin him down and clubs yeah, are watching him, then he'll be yeah. taken away, no mm -hmm. doubt. I mean, like, I can't, again, he, he looks just, he's, he's head and shoulders above a lot Different class, isn't he? Yeah. Like, exactly. he looks way better than... than and that, and that and we, Gareth, we've mourned about our midfield yeah. three on every year. Yeah. Well, at first we mourned because we didn't have a midfield three mm -hmm. and managers kept position with just two. Mm -hmm. Then we mourned that the, the three players who were playing weren't sort of dominant enough and didn't yeah. have enough presence, and then this guy comes in and... We're not going to have a right to mourn soon, but that's the yeah. thing that encourages him, yeah. isn't it? That we're still at the bottom of the league. But you think, well, if you look in comparison to the midfields we've had in previous years, yeah. it looks well, last, much last season's with Field on the bench, really. Rodwell, mm. Larson, and uh, and and Catamore with mm -hmm. Gomez mm. playing. Sometimes he would come in, come out, depending. But that's it, really, isn't it? Last that's last year's midfield, which is quite interesting because yeah. there, there is this um, argument among a lot of fans, despite the honesty of. You know, people like Catamol and Larson, etc., that there is a new class of old guard who've been there for quite a while and who are who've been around a few relegation battles. So maybe that's the line of thinking within the club. Conversely, maybe just, you know, someone like Catamol who, who's been pretty consistent for the last 18 months or so, you know, he's going to get dropped to the bench, come back and, and, and prove yourself again. Prove that he's not just going to like leave him in week after week, as has probably happened with some players in the past just on reputation. Um, so yeah, I, th I thought that I, personally, I thought the team he started the match with was was the strongest he could have picked from even Gomez from players half, available. I think that's I, was, I probably I, would have had Rodwell in for Gomez. Personally. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. I'm not certainly not want to criticise the manager. I think he's doing a good job, but I, I, for me, I, I think because there were so many players who weren't fit on there, I don't think mm -hmm. he needed to put another one in there. And Gomez, when you had players who were fit available, yeah, even probably, if it was Larson or yeah, I think he's probably thinking how well you know Gomez. To be fair, surprised everybody towards the end of last season. And maybe so far this season, apart from four or five players, nobody's sort of place is safe. So I think he's he's stuck him in there and uh, sort of like giving him his head. A couple of people actually bringing the advocate thing up on Twitter. Our, our own Craig Clark saying Dick Advocate making a habit of getting his subs wrong, not just the wrong players, but being brought on or off. It's not like uh, Craig the fourth. And the timing too. Aspect of a good performance. And, like, and, and and another lad called Hera who said discuss advocate. He's failing, in my opinion. Keeps getting big decisions wrong. A bit harsh, that. I, do, I don't think. It, I think the first couple of games, um, there's, there's an argument for it. The fact that he he, he played the same back four. John O'Shea's Yeah, in the second game as it? he did in yeah. the first game, because you know that that performance at Leicester was just atrocious. First game of the season, 24 minutes, and we're all sitting there looking at our watches, three 0 down. Um, and then he, you know, he, he plays the same sort of back four the next week, and we were atrocious again. So I think O'Shea, for whatever his critics might say about him, is just a steady influence at the back, and he's one of these sort of seven, eight out of ten players most weeks. I know we had those catastrophic games last season, but you couldn't pin all the blame on O'Shea 
to be honest, I sometimes think he's just an easy target for yeah, too many people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one, I think one place where it's vital to have experience is central yeah. defence, and he's the only defender who seems to have who can organise the defence. And I think he's going to benefit from the fact he's got someone like Kabul alongside him now, who was excellent yeah. yesterday. He's actually by yeah. Villa and yesterday yeah. he seems to have got the first two games out of it, and he mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Why, I mean, in 10 years he'd be the best non-league centre forward the world's ever seen O'Shea doesn't seem to sort of th- thrive on being the, the one with a, who's the centre of attention almost at the back but I think we saw that when he was with Wes Brown because Wes Brown was always a class act alongside him and O'Shea yeah. was the organiser mm-hmm. and I think you're starting to see that now because yeah. Kabul's commanding, confident very aware of what's happening around him yeah. and it also like it takes the pressure off O'Shea mm-hmm. in a way and I thought somebody who I haven't mentioned yesterday I thought Billy Jones had a decent he game did. yesterday. He had a decent game. Van Arnholt was the same as he's been in a few games where, you know, it's, it's sort of like one thing good and then three things I like thought Van Arnholt's confidence seemed, I thought it seemed to grow by mm-hmm. the end of the game. Yeah. And I think a lot of that was down to Barini's <coughs> yeah. work rate yeah. uh, in front of him yeah. in the first half. Yeah. Yeah. The first 10 minutes or so, he was visibly sort of panicking every time he got the ball. And I think by the end of the half, he started to look a bit comfortable. Yeah. And that, that could be perhaps. Yeah. Sim- yeah. Simple fact that Barini was off from the protection. Yeah. I think he needs to get his positional sense right a lot of the time, irrelevant of who's playing in front of him. But the one thing you, you've got to see in his defence is like he hasn't had anybody really helping him out in the first few games. So maybe give him the benefit of the doubt a bit. It's frustrating. His use of the ball has been so bad. Like yesterday, like he, defensively, he was. I thought he was all right, but like he's given the ball, like the way he gives the ball away, sometimes you like he kicks it like. It, Seven-year-old boy or something—it's like, what are you doing? Like, I think so some when, of the when he has he time to think about it, it's oh, a bit no. of a problem. If you get him bombing down the wing and he's got a yard to make across, it's generally mm-hmm. quite good. That's what he ex- that, he's used to the ball last season was yeah. fine. It's just—it's clearly a confidence thing with him, you know. Like at the moment, yeah. I think that's one criticism of the sort of like final day of the transfer window. We should have got a left back from somewhere, you know, because there's no there's no real competition for him at the moment. Well, I guess it, I mean, Jones could go out there and Yedlin come in right back. Or- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I don't know. I mean, I guess that's an option. I mean, Matthews can apparently play left back, but he's injured and he looks a little bit off Van Arnholt, but worse, <laughs> um, on the right-hand side. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you to an extent on, on, on that but it's it's a, it's a funny one with Van Arnold again isn't it because he was I thought he was good last season um, I know people say some people sort of don't believe he's capable of playing full back I think he's got like all the things that you need in a modern full back he just needs to just needs to get his confidence back and tr- you know 
keep it keep it simple, but keep it simple in his own game. So do the things that he is good at. Yep. Not not mm. get the ball and look backwards when he gets it. Because mm. it was yeah. he used to last season. It was like I'm going to open my body yeah. up and go down yeah. the line. And now he wants to come back inside, yeah. and that's when he causes himself problems. He should just mm. get out when he he, could, he goes past people mm-hmm. like they're not there. So yeah. at times he just goes past people. He should do that because that's what he's good at. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, <laughs> that's is that is that line under that one then? And you mentioned Billy, you mentioned Billy, Patrick. You mentioned Billy Jones there though, and I think he did play well. But is there a worry that that's sort of his limit? Quite, yeah. quite, quite possibly. Yeah. I think, to me, there were there have been two of the, the sort of uh, it's been the two weakest areas, the two full-back positions in the first few games. Um, you know the centre backs were getting criticised and, and rightly so, but the the, the full backs were just as much to blame. I mean the amount of crosses they got in, the Exeter managed to get in. Mm. We were shouting, "Don't you dare let another cross in!" Bang, another cross came in. So whether he's given his head a good shake now and worked on the defensive side of it and cut it out, because he was getting in the way of people yesterday. Yeah, they seemed to target him as well. I think Tottenham didn't they? Yeah. Mm. It looked like they did first half, and he seemed to cope with it. Caught Even caught going it. forward, he, he was impressive on a couple of occasions. I thought second half, yeah, in particular. Kabu was excellent again. I thought as well. Dealt with everything, didn't he? Some every every cross in the air, fantastic. Every yeah. cross in the air. It was the yeah. same at yeah. Villa Park, yeah. uh, which I know one of the Villa goals did come from the right hand side, um, which Kabu was generally on the left, wasn't he? But mm. generally in the box, he was. Yeah, if it was in the air, he either challenged for it and put them off, yeah. or he just won his clean. Yeah, his blocks were good yesterday as well. He's all right in some of those uh, wide uh, attacking areas at times as well. Right at the end of the second half and in the first mm. half, where he skinned somebody and uh, nearly got a goal from it. So. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he put a couple of good crosses in. Um, he looked knackered after that, mind. Didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, he took a moment out, didn't yeah. he? <laughs> but we're going to say that, aren't we? I mean, we're obviously not going to get in the Bournemouth game now, but we'll mention Toivon, and he's now had what half a game against Villa and over an hour yesterday. Yeah, plus a half again for Sweden so yeah. he should be one who next game he should see the difference because mm-hmm. Kabul's proof that if you play you, you, you're going to get there. back into it yeah. you would like to think so if Tymon you know if Tymon in the last 90 minutes playing like he does when he's on top of his game it'll be fantastic I said yeah I think he's, he, he has played as a target man now and again I mean he's been primarily a midfield player but you can tell by his sort of heading ability he'd be quite interesting in some stages of games if you Maybe need something to put him up front, especially if you've got the, like the, the wide players we've yeah. got now. And it's interesting because people said that he was he would get your goals, headed goals mm-hmm. uh, from set pieces and stuff. Yeah. But he was he was going towards the back post, and mm-hmm. that seemed to be a yeah, tactic, didn't it? First half, yeah. aiming deep for him to knock mm-hmm. him back in, rather than just put the ball into the box and yeah. him to get his head on. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's still one of our little weaknesses as well, of sort of putting ourselves under pressure from like dead balls or. Not hitting the, you know, beating the first man. Or they started playing crosses to the far post yesterday, but then they were going too far. It's, yeah. it, it, it is an art, you know. People say, well, anybody should be able to take a corner or a free kick, but it's actually an art, and I think we're, it's something we need to, to sort of think about a lot more because we just mm. seem to get free kicks. We've gone from take them short, and like within seconds we're under pressure. Where yeah, theoretically, yeah. it should yeah. be the other way around, you know. So I think there's, you know, something to be said with with the aerial threat we've got. If you get a free kick forty yards from forty five yards from goal anywhere in the opposition half, don't take it short. Mm. You've got Tyron yeah. and Kabul exactly. or Shea. Um you know, I think you should get the ball in the box really and Vinvia is good good seems to have good delivery, like accurate delivery from set pieces. I would just, you know, get get your big lads in the box and 
put the ball in the box, mm -hmm. and then you've got people like Defoe and Barini who are clever enough if the ball breaks to pick, pick up, pick up yeah. the little bits Likewise, and pieces. If, if we get closer free kicks, we've now not just got Larson who wants yeah. to take them. You've, yeah. you've got Villa who surprised us all down at yeah. Villa with that yeah. one. He probably surprised himself. Yeah, Lenz can probably do it as <laughs> well. Yeah. He, he looks like a player who can strike yeah. the ball very well. Barini, obviously, did, did have a pop at anything yeah. like that. Gomez so. as well can strike yes. a free kick. So. So options. Brisbane it all sounds good in theory, doesn't yeah, it? The execution it. seems to yeah. be the problem um, <laughs> over the years. It doesn't matter who the player is. I like to know what people think about the goal we conceded, because me and Gareth had a little bit of a disagreement. No, I, don't I don't disagree no, with just what you're saying. Somebody's, 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 somebody's tweeted on, on, on Ivan for now, saying, promising performance yesterday, let down again by a lack of concentration. Yeah. Um, a player that deep um, not getting tracked after he well, He ran 50 odd yards, yeah. didn't yeah. he? And got to, if you watch it, it wasn't one of the subs who sort of dropped back and didn't follow him. It was, uh, sorry, it was one yeah. of the subs, not one of the lads that was tired, it was Rodwell. But uh, it was a little bit, we seemed to sort of, as you say, mm -hmm. didn't concentrate, and our lads ran into each other a little bit and let a couple of Spurs players get into space that, mm -hmm. that created even it's more space. It's not like anybody got done by a bit of skill or, or, or well, well, it was it was been better move. than somebody. Well, I would say it was a good move. No, it was I mean, a great no, goal. If we'd scored that goal, it was a great goal. No, it was a great. It was a great goal. It was a great goal. But from just you know, it's like when you play football, so that really yeah. winds me up when people don't go with a man because it's such it's the basic thing you do. It's what you start with. You know, you're, you're going to be a limited footballer, but if your man goes, you follow yeah, up. Awesome. Yeah, just seemed wasteful after all the effort we'd put in to concede a goal like that. Yes, it was a good goal at the end of the day, but it, you know, it started halfway up the pitch, and I think Mason got the he started it, yeah. then he received it back, passed it again, and then he he sort of like finished it off. And you know, to give me his due, he, he was one of their best players yesterday. He just yeah, never. He that's because I've slagged him off. All yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's good. He just never stopped. Um, Runners get your goals, or don't, and Sunderland won't be the first. Team to get done by a goal from a somebody runner. I mean, it's, it's somebody exactly. who keeps going, yeah. and that's it. It happens because that you know it's it's those little moments like you say. There's a lot of concentration. You have got a player who's come off the <coughs> bench and just come into the game. I've got more of a problem with it if it's there's never it, the run, a runner keeps going and nobody goes with them. And every occasion they have two or no. three opportunities, miss them, and then they take the fourth one. Mm. I find it's a li it's annoying, but it's a bit easier to take when it's one. Once it's happened and he's gone on and scored, taking that yeah. one chance, because I was saying the first half you're sitting there and you know what it's like as a Sunderland supporter when Defoe hits a post you're going, yeah, that was right. a chance. We almost know what's going to happen. We've, we've, we've tried, to, we've been trying to craft that opportunity for half an hour. What about the second half as well when Barini and Tyvan and almost left it for each other? I know that yeah. was a bounce, and you think if one of those, why did Barini just like basically control yeah. of the situation yeah. and just no. smash it in? Yeah. That was yeah. I, mean, I was really behind the goal, and that was that was. Yeah. Well, you wonder if that like Tiberini's been there a few days, diving in a week and a half. Is it just a case of not getting used to each yeah. other's game enough yet? Like yeah. if you play long enough against and with people, you know instinctively who's mm. got the better option when that sort of thing happens. It was a bit of a funny one. I mean, were they onside? Were they? I think so. Yeah. Were they yeah. onside? Because yeah, he gave no. a free kick, didn't he? Because Tyven and went for it in the end and just smashed yeah. the race. No, I think we're well, fine. They were onside. Um, yeah. But that was just a really surreal moment. That one, because you, you don't often see two players leave the ball to each other in six yards. Especially not Barini, somebody who likes to take control yeah. of, mm -hmm. of the situation. Surprise. Really. Yeah. But I mean, if you look at most people on Twitter, Ian, I'm not going to read them all out because most of them are saying the same thing. I think it sums up our mood here as well. Um, Stephen Barker, gutted we lost, but cautiously optimistic we found the right formation and way to play. Peter Stamp, promising or not good enough, I was gutted yet hopeful, and I think 
start the show, didn't mm-hmm. they, by saying encouraged but disappointed, so it's, yeah. just, it's a similar yeah, thing. Yeah. Isn't I it? heard on the radio commentary one of the bookmakers saying we are comfortably the worst side in the yeah, division. Yeah, we mentioned that as well. I, I, mean, I, mean, I, that with that with I don't think yeah. you kind of watched us that much. I mean, it's, I it is a bit early to be saying we're the worst side. After two games, we'd said it, we'd all have said aye, mm-hmm. obviously. But I think now, while we're still down at the bottom end, it's not it's I mean, not, we're not rubber stamped that we're knackered for the season. If you look at last season, um, and a couple of seasons where we've had these dodgy starts and the way we've played the game, I think people would come and to the stadium and as a neutral and think, God, one, why did I bother? Like you say, I think we're set up to... I think it just the, the quality situation means that we're set up to play a certain way because we, we couldn't... We, you know, every time we've seen when a manager tries to play an open game, we usually get absolutely annihilated. So mm-hmm. I think it was understandable the way they approached it, but as a, you know, from an expectator's point of view, it wasn't exactly thrilling. Yesterday, I enjoyed. I think, you know, I enjoyed the game at Villa at times. I, I enjoyed the game at Swansea. I enjoyed the way we played yesterday. It was nice to watch. I thought we played some nice football, and you know, especially going forward. Um, you know, we seem to have. We look like a Premier League football team. I thought that we had that impetus and the pace, like in in good areas that we haven't had for ages. You know, when you know a team of our level comes to play us in the stadium and you know hammers mm-hmm. us or something like that, and we think, well, we should be beating the likes of these. It's like, mm-hmm. well, the reason they beat us is because they've got things that we never address, and we've finally yeah. addressed it. So, mm-hmm. just got to hope that. It's not They've almost got to yeah. just say forget. What happened before the international break? Just try and forget that. We'll start again from the Tottenham game. Yes, we got beat, but there's something to build on. They mm. go to Bournemouth on Saturday, who, yeah, they've had that a decent start for a newly promoted side, and there's a lot of buzz Haven't around. Haven't won at home yet, though, have they? They've got that, a bit of the Blackpools yeah. about them in that, you know, smaller team, provincial team, who've come in to the Premier League as a bit of a shock, young manager, and all that kind of thing, and they'll be Seems these underdogs, location, yeah, yeah. <laughs> underdogs' choice and all that, but. Lost the two you know, best players as well, and apparently they were poor at Norwich. You know, and that did, did I, a bit naive, I was yeah. I was pleased for them and the, when they got promoted. And the, you know, the, there was a lot of big clubs in the Championship last season who would have given anything to be in their place, and they're a relatively small club, although they've got a wealthy owner. But it, there's been a lot of hype around them as well, you know, and maybe some of that's starting to like going to get wiped away the next few weeks. Um, and hopefully, we'll start with it. Mm. I mean, well, it seems to settle now. I just saw you. Wondering what people think about. Obviously, the Yedlin signing now because we said Jones played quite well yesterday, but if the back four can look as solid as that, because I mean, there's a bit of irony, isn't it, in that we we think we've this side looks like they've got goals in it, and this is the yeah. first game we didn't score yet at the time when our back four actually played quite well, mm-hmm. which is a little bit yeah. ironic, I guess, um, yeah. but it just seems typical of of being a Sunderland fan, doesn't it? So yeah. I was just wondering what people think about the the, the proposition of Yedlin coming in. To a more settled back four, if he's going to offer you something, he's, well, he's going to offer you a little bit more yeah. pace from Billy Jones. If, if I, it's all I remember about him from the World Cup, seeing him yeah. scoot, everybody was like, shifted, that when he shifted. Came on. I can't yeah. remember greatly else about him, but he's, yeah. he comes with sort of good credentials and good comments from fellow American professional footballers. So whether we decide to just keep him in the wings or try and swap one, well, we've only got one right back yeah. now, put him over on the other side. Billy Jones on the left for a while yeah. if, if anything happens with Van Aanholt or if, if Dick decides to give him a rest yeah. and then give Yedlin a go give, certainly bring him on as a sub and say what he brings in yeah. half an hour or whatever yeah. a lot of people seem to say about Yedlin he's like Pierce is fantastic but he's like defensive ability he's lacking yeah. it sometimes yeah. you know, that's, it's same as a gen, that's a general consensus so we, we, we can't really have that on both sides <laughs> of the pitch no. but then at the same time 
you could argue this season that Billy Jones's defensive ability has been lacking at times. And well, have. what's he yeah. gonna? What's it? You know, if he can match what Billy Jones produces, but he can offer something pace oh, going, going forward. forward. I mean, he looks faster than Van Arnold, and Van Arnold is quick. So, you know, it would be good to have that pace. It would because I mean, he's your extra. He's your, if you've got if you if your shape's good. Your fullbacks like one of the massively important players, like especially going forward. He's not picked up; he's your extra man. Yeah. So you can keep pressure on teams with good fullbacks. And if if he keeps, if you've got someone like Lens and 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 uh, um, or Barini and Yedlin mm. coming at you down that right hand side, mm. yeah. You, if you were a, if you were a fullback, you'd be thinking, yeah, "Oh, don't, don't people fancy got a bit this." Of pace now. Yeah. Quite a bit last year, people say, "Much it's sudden yeah. lack pace, especially yeah. in certain areas." Now we've got. Well, we've in got, every area, I think. Aye, well, in certain yeah. areas. Certain, certain, <laughs> certainly all, all areas. areas. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there is pace in the team, but Barinho's—he's not rapid, but he's quick. You know, Lentz is is fast, like genuinely fast. You know, um, and I guess when you've got the when you're two or three yards ahead, like Envia is on the ball, he doesn't need to be quick. He's got he's got yards in his head, so mm-hmm. they've got quickness of thought as well, like releasing, like that that pass to. That pass to Defoe for the goal was brilliant. Um, the other week when Nvia got nearly got Defoe in against mm. Villa, mm-hmm. we've got we've got that now. They just need to they just need to take the chances, you know. Put, take the take your pressure off yourself, and if you score one of those chances, yeah. the pressure lifts, yeah. and you can start to relax. It would think- be nice to go to Bournemouth and dominate the dominate part of the game mm-hmm. rather than because I think that's something that we don't do enough of is. Dominate spells of games. Yeah. We were always seen to be like yeah. either hanging on a little bit or trying to fight our way back in and maybe yeah. getting a goal on the break and then having like a few crosses and a little spell. There's a little bit of caution with that though because I think Advocates come out, isn't he? When we've tried to go out sometimes and control games, it's when we get done over, isn't it? Mm. So then he, then he reverts back to just being hard to beat first and foremost and then mm-hmm. gradually sort of expressing yourself as you move I forward. The, the, so I guess it's getting the balance, isn't it? I think the, bot- the bottom line is like our. Uh, Whatever our faults and the fact we are bottom of the league at the moment, our, our team on paper is full of full internationals. You know, yeah. people with a, a hell of a lot of experience, and we should really be going to Bournemouth with an attitude of, of domination because yeah, they've, they've you know they've got a they've got a, a canny nucleus of players who, <clears throat> who haven't played at the top flight, who haven't played very much in the Left top back flight. Looked a bit dodgy from. I'm, I'm not just on, just go on of the highlights. I hear mm. you know, I'm I always criticise people uh, who judge players off matches yeah. of the day and stuff, but. Uh, Left back got he gave the penalty away, didn't he? And he got yeah. done. I've not seen I've not seen the them, I've not seen him play in the um in the Premier League at a full yeah. game. Um, I know they were on telly against yeah. Liverpool, weren't they, but I didn't see that game and apparently they were a bit unlucky in that game. Might not have been penalty, might have um, just give two goals away, yeah. I'm just anything. But um, <laughs> no, it, it you know, like the guy who scored I remember watching, I was thinking I've literally never heard like he was somebody who played like all season for them yeah. last year. I was thinking I've yeah. literally never yeah. Heard of them? Yeah, it's not in the Premier League. It doesn't exactly, count. exactly. <laughs> I did watch them a couple of times last season um, uh, in in the Championship. They beat Middlesbrough in a lunchtime game, I think. So, um, but you know, I mean, they, they, that Wilson's a top English goal scorer in there. Injured though, yeah. Is he injured? Is he? Yeah. Did he get injured at the weekend? And yeah. Mings, Mings. The two, allegedly, the two best players are injured. Well, when when did he did get injured during the game? Did he, Wilson? He must have. Yeah. He must he have. Because yeah, he, he, he hit the yeah. post in the game. Yeah, no, I think he did. Yeah. Oh well, that's. Uh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Probably told that on Thursday. Like, well, that's. Uh, well, uh, that's quite good. I'm, trying, like I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to think of a headline. I'm trying to think of a headline upon Mvia, something to do with the villa, like a luxury villa or something, just mm. about how good he is. But mm. I'm rubbish at the luxury as you know. 
Well, is that? Vehicle. I thought that myself, but I thought, does that work really? Does yeah. it? <laughs> Luxury Villa, is that something you would say? You could. So much probably you already could said it, isn't it? The, sun, the sun are just waiting for the moment yeah. to use it. Luxury and Villa. Waiting for the pop We should start naming the podcast again, and then that, yeah, that could be. That. That's what we could The headline us. next Sunday will probably be like. Pittman strikes to sink yeah. cats. That's what oh, it would be. Brett, uh, Brett Pittman penalty. Whenever we think we're like making progress, yeah, yeah. and then we go to one of these winnable games in the yeah. commas, we get done three now or yeah. something. Yeah. Cherry Brandy against Swiss Ad- uh, Dutch Advocate. Yeah. 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 Right. I think we're. Think, uh, no, are you trying to end the program? Well, I was going to say we'd draw to close if you want, unless you've got something else to add. Well, we should do the plug things that we've got to plug. Go on, then. You're going to do well, There's a couple of things, actually. So, next few weeks to keep an eye out for is actually a change to the way you listen to the podcast. Um, we're, in the, we're in the process <laughs> of. Yeah, in the bath. We're in the process of uh, moving. To RSS feeds. Um, so, <clears throat> we're moving to a platform called Acast, um, which means that. Um, from so from our perspective, um, we we have to pay to run the podcast because uh, we've got to pay for bandwidth and stuff like that. Moving the platform like it's not something we'd ideally like to do because it means that you have to like resubscribe and change the way you listen to it. But it means that we don't have to pay any more money, and there will be some a couple of adverts um, at the start. There's a f- there's a few football podcasts that you might listen to. Football Ramble, for We're example. Selling out is what he's trying to say. Uh, they <laughs> use they use their cast. I mean, the amount of people <laughs> listen to this, we're not going to make any money, but it, we're not going to lose money by being on the on the platform like yeah. we are at the moment. So, um, so in the next few weeks, we'll we'll run a few trails and stuff, giving you details of how to change, and that'll probably happen within the next month. And um, the platform Acast is like you can download the app as well, so. If you're on Android, if you're on iPhone or whatever, on iTunes, Apple um, device, it, it's sort of easy across the board and all you have to do is resubscribe on your iTunes or update your, your RSS, um, preferential RSS uh, provider on your Android device. Um, so I'd like to keep an eye out for that. Secondly, um, you might be aware that Pop Records has did, had a Kickstarter last week um, in order to raise some money to help them... Um, Help help them renovate the, the, remind the new people store. What Pop Records is, uh, Pop Records is a, 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 a record shop in the town. Pop Bricks. Yeah. yeah. Um, that that uh, well, it's basically a community project, really, isn't it? Um, they've, rung they've, by they've, Frankie and the Hardstrings. Yeah, rung by a few of the lads from Frankie and the Hardstrings. Um, and it was a, a real shame that that had to close because they got kicked out of the building. But they're, they're coming back, so they need a bit of cash in order to help them. Um, renovate the, the place that the, the new place that they're getting so we got in touch with them and said we'd do a, a live podcast um on the 14th of october which is a wednesday night at port of call in sunderland um so and give them our bigger money and we'll give them all the <laughs> we, we would normally all, make all of the money all of the money that we make um, so the, feel uh, free to buy us yeah, pens yeah. when you're there because we would yeah, normally use yeah. that money to have a couple well normally we've given the money to charity on two of the three kids yeah, and done the refair because that's a kind of see there's no money in podcasting, <laughs> right? That, that's what you're going to learn from this long segment at the end of the show that you probably switched off to already. Um, so it's the 14th of October, uh, Port of Call. It's a Wednesday night. Uh, the tickets <clears> will be available via the Love Supreme website eventually. Um, and they'll be about £4 each, I think, and all that money goes to Pop Rex. Um, we'll, we're going to do a raffle. I'm going to see if I can um, hassle a club to get some decent raffle prizes. Um, so I'm going to do that, and hopefully that'll be quite good. I think Frankie and Michael are going to do the, the raffle, so that might be quite good. Um, David Priest, Michael da- Proctor. Yeah, David Priest is Martin coming McFadden. up. Um, Martin McFadden. The and, panel. Yeah, and Proctor from Into the Light. So it should be a reasonable evening. Um, it won't be recorded either, by the way. I'm just going to say that now. It's not going to be recorded. 
So if you if you want to hear what happens, what goes on in those four walls, <laughs> stays in there. I mean, if you want to miss out on that, you know, you might want to think about flying in. I know we've got American. Can we say hello to us and have a pint with us afterwards? Because loads, of, loads of people sort of tweet afterwards and say, "Oh, like I didn't good show. I I, I didn't come over and have mm. a drink with you and stuff." Mm. And you should just come over. Introduce yourself. Oh, yeah. You regret it if you go and talk to Stephen. Right? No, you won't. Uh, Goalie gets them in. We'll be, yeah. No, that, they're getting them in. That's what we're saying. <laughs> right. All right, then. Nothing uh, Nothing to add by anybody? So we all go no. home? Yep. Good. Right, thank you. Thanks for listening. Over and out. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.